listening to the 365 Sportscast. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks on 365 Sportscast Radio Network. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Starcastic Remarks, along with Christian Chambers, my brother. I am Ryan, your host, and I am in a pretty good mood today because two things happened. Uh, one, I've been playing Skyrim almost nonstop, so that's been a lot of fun. But also, guess who was eliminated from the playoffs today? The Blues. I hate the Blues. Screw the Blues. Screw the Blues. <laughs> we, we said they were the worst team in the playoffs, and man, we're so smart. Yep, so far that's been proven the case. Um, and then, so, uh, I mean, I guess we were going to talk about that later, but anyway, just to throw it on real quick. Uh, so along with uh, St. Louis getting swept in the first round by the Colorado Avalanche, which the Colorado Avalanche looked really scary, by the way. I don't know if anybody knew that, but, you know, they look really scary. Um, also, the Boston Bruins uh, fairly, you know, dominantly uh, defeated the Capitals today, and they won their series four games to one. And the one game they lost, uh, just one bad game, so... What did uh, I say? I said they were going to be sneaky good. Yeah, so... Okay. I'm looking like a genius so far. I mean, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> well, it's because you picked all of the easy teams. You you, you picked but, all the higher seed teams. Boston was no, not bull, an easy bull bull Boston's crap. not an easy team. Bull, Boston's below shut up, shut up. Washington. No, Chris, you're, you're an idiot. Shut up. You're an absolute idiot. Okay, so anyways... Jesus, um, <laughs> so for so early. Goodness. <laughs> okay, anyway, l- before we get to that, we got a lot of other stuff we got to talk about before we get to regular NHL stuff. Um, But before we do, uh, is there a certain series that you're watching right now that you're you're kind of interested in or that you've been watching a lot of? Unfortunately, the Carolina and Predators series. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, well, that well, is... Well, well, I don't want to get into it too much. We'll talk about that later, but uh, that's a fun series to watch. And... Uh, but uh, before we get to any of the current playoff stuff, let's talk about Stars Hockey for a little bit. Um, we got a couple of things to talk about, including some recent Stars news. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some questions and maybe some discussions that have been kind of raised over the past, uh, well, for some of these, over the past couple months, uh, and some of these over the past couple of weeks. And then, uh, we'll, then we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the current playoff situation and uh, you know, one week later, two teams are already done. So, and then uh, there's some other stuff that we need to talk about that are kind of interesting, especially in the uh, Central Division matchups, uh, which actually have turned out pretty good, uh, especially the uh, Nashville Carolina series. It's, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Okay, uh, but first off, a uh, couple of recent Stars news. Uh, the rookies continue to impress, and the Stars aren't even playing right now. <laughs> and, of course, what I'm talking about is the play of Jason Robertson mostly, but also Jake Ottinger at the uh, World Championships for Team USA. 
So uh, Jason Robertson, first game, he was named the the player of the game for Team USA as a 21-year-old. And uh, I think he scored a goal, and that, he was scored the only goal for Team USA. And then uh, later, earlier, I, I can't remember if it was today or yesterday, uh, he played against uh, Canada, and they upset the Canadians 5-1. to one. And uh, he was a big instrumental part in that. And also yeah. being— Goal it, and an assist. Yeah, goal and an assist in the World Championships. And also a uh, really key part of that win was the play of uh, Jake Gottinger. Um, so Starlars started for the for Team USA at the World Championships, but uh, he got hurt and sustained an injury. So of course, who jumps in? Who better to jump in in a situation like that? Jake Ottinger, and he saves twenty six of twenty six to to uh, keep the win for the uh, for the Americans. So great play uh, for the two of these guys, and uh, we'll we'll talk more about that uh, later. But. Uh, w- what what have you liked about the play of those two guys at uh, at the World Championships? I mean, right now they're showing the same stuff that they were showing when they were playing with the Stars. So right now, uh, Robertson is leading the the whole USA team in, in points, which is pretty outstanding. One of his goals was was pretty soft, but I mean, he's playing great all around. He's playing defensively as well. I think he's one of the I think he is the best two way rookie of this year, like by far. And Jake Ottinger does what he does best. I mean, we've seen him come in for Dobie, and he's actually been great at that. That's kind of something we haven't really talked about. Like, as a backup and as a as someone coming back into the lineup when the other guy sucks, like, he's been fantastic. So he, he's definitely – and he showed that he could do it again. So it was really good. It was a big win for USA, too. Canada sucks as well. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to give them some benefit of the doubt because there are still a lot of NHL teams that are playing – and, you know, with the schedule and everything, there were a ton of players that said, no thanks, I'm not going to play at the World Championships this year just because of the insane schedule. Not just for the Stars, but for every team. Well, the World Championships, it's normally just for the the prospects, to be honest. I mean, the only reason Ottinger and Robertson are playing in them is kind of to boost their uh, boost their stock in themselves, so to say, just to prove that they are really good players so that when their next contracts come up, they can get a a bigger boost and they have something else to point at proving that they can score, put score on, goals and make saves. Yeah, put on the resume another re I mean Jay Gottinger yeah. has been doing that for a while now. He was a member of the United States national development team. Uh he's and both of them have actually, you know, uh represented their country at you know, on the national stage and the international stage. So uh it, it's great to see both of those guys uh playing well and especially Jason Robertson because you know, you could say, oh, well, Jason Robertson just had a good season. Yeah, that's great and everything, but he's – and it's not like it just matters about the people that he played with. Because, I mean, look who he's playing with at the uh, at the World Championships. They're not the high-caliber players that he was playing with when he was here with the Stars. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm that really makes me excited because – and we'll talk more about this later about, you know, the Stars maybe needing some uh, – elite players maybe Robertson can fulfill that role um okay before we get ahead of ourselves so uh second uh recent stars news thing um Rope Hintz had his surgery on Wednesday and according to the organization uh the surgery that was held in New York City was successful so uh it looks like he's just going to be spending the next couple months you know taking it easy rehabbing 
and uh, he'll be ready for uh, for training camp. So, uh, I as mean, expected. as expected, and you know, w- and speaking of players that could be elite for the stars, because the stars don't really have those elite players right now. He's probably the most likely one, and uh, we'll get we'll talk more about that in, here in a second. Um, but the the very last thing I wanted to mention, and this is just kind of a cool thing more than anything, uh, but Max Fortunus, who was a a prospect for the longest time, he never really made it to the NHL. He played a a couple games in the NHL, but uh, his main his main legacy is with the Texas Stars. Uh, he was the captain when the star when the Texas Stars won the Calder Cup back in 2014. Uh, he was a a big part of that team, and uh, he is now joining the Texas Stars as an assistant coach, along with video coach Patrick Dolan, and also former Texas Star Travis Morin. Uh, so that's kind of a cool situation. Um, I, I do want to play a little bit of the audio of Max Fortunis and he about just like his excitement with joining the Texas Stars as an assistant coach. Uh, go ahead and listen to this. First of all, I wanted to you know just say thank you for the opportunity to the Dallas Stars staff. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's going to be a, a good challenge, a good opportunity for me. Thanks to, to Whitey, uh, Jim, and Tom there. It's just a, to show the confidence in me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love, love Texas. Been there for, for six years. Uh, so I think it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be a fun challenge for me, like I said, and, uh, you know, I, I just so grateful to, to be able to, to be part of that staff again. So thanks a lot. You and I talked about this five, six years ago when you were a player, but you're joining a small fraternity of black coaches now in hockey. And I'm curious if that holds any weight for you. And if you think about that at all, um, if it, I mean, yes, it's, uh, you know, for me, it's, you know, I guess it's, it's who I am, but. Uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of, uh, of black coaches, I guess, and, you know, in hockey and professional hockey. So I'm really happy if, if I'm paving the way for, for some guys coming before me. And, um, you know, I know there's other guys that were, that were there, but, you know, in front of me, like I had the chance to, to be coached by Paul Gerard. And then after that, you see a, a guy like uh, Joel Ward, who's coaching in the, with the silver Knights now. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a big thing for sure for 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 the black community and for the, the minority community, but at the same time, um, I I know that uh, th- that's not why they hired me. I I know it's uh, you know I'm, I'm guessing it's it's more for my uh, for my qualities, and I hope it's for you know that's from what I me and Taco with Scott White, you know my qualities as a, as a person. That's what I've uh, always tried to bring everywhere I went and. So I, I, I think that's what uh, that's what counts in, in in all of this. So he mentioned a lot of good things, uh, and I'm just happy that he's back with the Texas Stars. And obviously, uh, the the Stars organization sees some sort of benefit in bringing him back. Uh, well, what are your well, thoughts absolutely. on that? Yeah, they saw a benefit in him being in the AHL and they named him captain of their AHL team. So when you when you become the captain of an AHL team, you're probably good enough to play in the NHL. But they just see you as a guy who can more help the younger guys below you move up and be a good role model for, role model for them. And obviously he was, so they want to bring him back onto the team and have him keep doing what he was doing before, but this time behind the bench instead of on the ice. So yeah, I think definitely I think he knows his role and he's he's done it amazingly already. And now he's just going to be doing it again in a suit instead of with skates. <laughs> Well, and the, you know, 
and Saad asked him that question about uh, being a black coach and, uh, you know, being uh, in that role. Because, I mean, there are not very many, you know, black players in the NHL. Uh, but when you think about, like, the black community and the ties to Dallas, I mean, you think about Trevor Daly. And Trevor Daly was one of the first uh, black Dallas Stars players. You think about... Uh, Seth Jones, who grew up in Plano, and he is a very big-time player for the Columbus Blue Jackets now. And then, you know, Max Fortunas. Uh, I think this is a, a great opportunity for the black community, but what I do appreciate about uh, what Max Fortunas said, it's, it's not necessarily about, you know, being black and everything. Uh, the, the great thing that I think the black community wants is they want to just be seen as, you know, just another coach or just another hockey player. It's great that the that the black community is getting their you know representation out there in hockey because I only feel like that uh, that betters the the hockey community. But uh, obviously that wasn't a huge decision in when the stars hired him. It was about you know his merits, what he did as the captain of the Texas Stars, and uh, such and such. Uh, what do you think this means to the black community, Chris? Well, yeah, I mean, the black community is smaller in hockey because the the other countries that play hockey are have like almost no black people in them. Like Scandinavian countries, Canada has a very low black uh, population. But yeah, I think even bringing hockey into the South will make that go up as well. Like you talked about Seth Jones, like that's definitely going to be a benefit of it. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think this is a no-brainer for the Stars. I think it's great for everybody. So anyways... Uh... Max Fortunas, welcome back to the Texas Stars and to the Stars organization overall. We're very happy to have you back. And uh, I just wanted to mention that because that's a, I, I loved Max Fortunas as a player. Uh, so I, I'm just really excited that he's back with the Dallas Stars. Okay, uh, th that takes care of all the recent Stars news, which actually that was a decent amount considering we're, you know, just starting the offseason. Normally in starting the offseason, you don't get as much as that, but... Okay, anyways, uh, let's get to some of these uh, discussions and some of these questions that are going to be uh, going on over the next couple of months uh, during the offseason. Um, so there are a lot of speculation going on right now around the NHL that, first off, Hudobin is probably out. Uh, he Whether he gets traded or taken by the Kraken or whatever. S but... Then there's even people that are going a step further, and with the goaltending situation in Dallas, they're asking, is Ottinger the number one goalie for Dallas next season? And there is a ton of speculation uh, into that. Uh, Chris, what's your, what's your first thoughts on Ottinger being the number one goalie, starting maybe even er as early as next season? Yeah, my gut reaction to that is that's stupid. <laughs> like that's a dumb rumor. <laughs> like we have Ben Bishop, who's been a Vesna candidate every year when he's healthy. So I don't, I don't know why. Well, no, I do know why. It's because everyone has short-term memories and can't remember. Like Ben Bishop is one of the greatest hockey players ever to play for Dallas when he's healthy. So, when he's healthy. So if he's injured, yeah. Like I know he gets injured. So if he's injured, yeah. Ottinger's going to be the starting goalie, I guess. If that's what people mean, then sure. But we're not gonna put Ben Bishop on the bench. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, that that doesn't exactly make sense to me. 
Um, and I, I was gonna mention that. I'm glad you did because uh, you know everyone forgets what he's what he's done. He was probably yeah, number two. Like, he was number two for the Vesna two years ago. And the only the, yeah. I really think the only reason why he lost is because the stars sucked. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, the stars sucked and didn't give him very much help. And yeah, I mean Literally he didn't play enough games. I guess Literally that's the only, the only stat thing. he was behind on was wins. That was the only stat he was losing in. Every other stat he was beating, he was beating him. So I don't. Yeah, that's a that's a dumb question. I. I feel like it's just people who really just can't think back to two years ago. Like, do people forget that game seven against the Blues? Like, two overtimes and he just refused to allow a goal go in? Like, I don't know. Well, and, and that's a lot of st- – that's one statistic that a lot of people get forgetting is that the past two years, uh, not including this year, we've lost to the Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how much does that suck to think about? <laughs> we lost to the Blues – and double overtime in Game Seven. Yeah, and, and Jamie Ben and Jamie Ben was that close, literally not even an inch from scoring the game-winning goal. And then, you know, last year we lose in six to the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, who were just a stacked team compared to the Stars and with all the injuries that we had. So, I mean, that's a hard thing to think about. So, going into next season, uh, what is the situation with the Dallas Stars goaltending. What what happens? What happens? Ottinger is the full-fledged backup, and he's going to be great at it. I mean, we, we saw it in the World Championships just now. He comes in and lets in one goal. Like, that's amazing. And he's done that all throughout this season as well. And if Bishop does get hurt, man, we've got some good insurance. I mean, I think that's a, a great option. And it, even if we want to, we can play him as a very active backup if we want to try and stop Bishop from getting hurt. But I don't think Bishop's injuries come from old age, really. I think he's just very unlucky. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think that would matter as much, but I think he should be the full-fledged backup. There should be no 1A, 1B garbage. It should be Ben Bishop is in until he's hurt. <laughs> and when he's hurt, we'll put in Ottinger. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with that 100%. I agree with you that Ben Bishop is the number one. He's still the number one. Uh, I I think he needs more time to rest, especially because he's old. I know you don't agree with that, but I think it's because he's old. And then plus we have a we have a stellar netminder with whoever we go with. You know, I mean, Hudobin will not be forced to be a number one goalie next year if he's still here. And if it's Ottinger, I, I mean, holy crap! I, I mean, we're we're stacked in the goaltending department right now. Well, I'm I'm going to fight against the Hudobin thing. We should not have Hudobin on the roster next season. Like that's like after signing Haskinen, that's like number one job for Jim Nill is to dump Hudobin's contract so we can pay some people because we have so many good players coming up that need to get paid. There's no reason for us to have that expensive of a backup who's obviously not a starter. I mean, we saw it this year. He had a great playoff run. And he that was outstanding. He's a great backup goalie. He's been one of the best backup goalies in the league for his entire career. But that's what he is, unfortunately. So I, I think when you're paying Ottinger basically nothing to be arguably better than what you're paying for Dobie, which is millions, it, it doesn't make sense. All right, so just to throw some stats at you for Jake Ottinger this season. Um, he played in 29 games, started in 24. He went 11-8-7, which is kind of a sucky record, but uh, I wouldn't really put that on him. 
uh, he had a 2.36 goals against average and a 9.11 save percentage on a team that missed the playoffs. So yeah, that's that's, that's some that's some I would say above average stats yeah, those for are a rookie good. goaltender. Those are good for a, a goalie on a good team. <laughs> so I think that's great. So and what's funny is like in a seven month span, uh, you know, from like October to now, he went from you know being the number one goaltender in the AHL to the NHL backup just to give the the starter a breather, which was Hudobin. That was what was what we all talked about. We talked about Hudobin's going to play as many games as possible, and Nottinger's is going to be thrown in there kind of every once in a while. And then now he's just a flat out. NHL starter goaltender. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Like, what are you gonna do with Ottinger if you don't move Hudobin in the off season? He's an NHL goalie. He's you he's can't ready. Put him back in he's the ready. NHL. Yeah. There, either way, even if you have to move Ottinger, which I don't see ever happening, you have to move one of them. There's no reason to keep Ottinger in the AHL. It would be a disservice to him. Yeah, especially based off of the way he played this season. So, uh, the the one thing that I would have an issue with is is not trading Ottinger at all. If if he trades if Nil trades Ottinger, which I don't think he's that stupid, uh, it would be a catastrophe for the Stars because you know if if we do trade him, we better be getting something really good back because Ottinger is the Stars' next number one starter after. After Bishop has gone, and and Bishop's going to be gone within the next couple of years, he's getting up there in age. So, um, he's our next one. And you know, unfortunately for Ottinger, he didn't really get a lot of time for practice just because of how the schedule was, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can only imagine what he could do next season. It could be crazy. So, I definitely think moving Hudobin is the best thing to do, especially to sign all these young players that we need to resign. Well, and just with the fact that they didn't have a ton of, you know, practice, and, and especially after the the week of getting shut down because of the weather in February, uh, they didn't have practice at all. And, you know, especially for a young goaltender like Jake Ottinger, that's kind of important. Um, and, and, I mean, they did what they could uh, – Jeff Reese and Jake Ottinger, but there's just not always time to do that just because there's too many games. Yep, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great commentary, Chris. Great job. Thank you. Okay, so um, one of the things I did want to talk about with Ottinger, though, is... Is Ben Bishop on a short leash next year if Jake Ottinger is ready to be that number one goaltender? So if so, uh, let, so let's say we get to the fir- through the first third of the season. Yeah. And and you know the Stars can, you know, completely ignore the fact that this is probably our last chance to win a cup with this core. But I think next season is the last chance to win a cup with this core. It if Bishop doesn't do well through the first third of the season does it does it become Jay Cottinger's net that's a much more interesting question in my opinion I think it it kind of depends like if Ottinger is playing 
even a little bit better than he did this season. And if Bishop really he doesn't look like he's back to the way he was, I think, yeah. And then you can look to trade Bishop, and that would be crazy. So uh, I think Ottinger is is ready for, for whatever it is. But I think Ben Bishop isn't going to do that. But if somehow that happens, I do think Ottinger could step into that role. And it would probably be worth the risk. But as of right now, if Ben Bishop plays like like he did before he got injured, like that's not going to be that's not going to be an option. All right, and well, if that's the case, then would getting rid of Anton Hudobin too quickly be a bad thing? Let, 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 let's just say that... Well, then what are you going to do with say, Anton? Are you going to put him in the AHL? I, I guess. Would you? <laughs> no. He's got a one-way. You can't put him in the AHL unless you put him on waivers, and he's not going on waivers without well, getting picked up. The only the only way that he would... Let, let's just say that it's... It, it's Well, it will be, I'm 95% sure, Ottinger and Bishop next year. The only way that he's going to come up to the AHL level... As if there is a major, major injury to one of those two guys. And, you know, as stupid as that sounds to keep Anton Hudobin in the a- in the AHL, you know, especially in a season like this, it, it was important to see, you know, how many goaltenders teams used. I mean, you have to have three goaltenders in order to be successful this season. Right, but there's no way Ottinger is in the AHL next season. That's no, no, not no, a thing. no. I, I'm saying I'm not saying Ottinger. I'm saying Hudobin. You can't put Hudobin in the AHL. He has a one-way contract. I, I still think he can be put down if he goes through waivers. You have to go through waivers. He's not going to get through waivers. <laughs> I think he does. I mean, the only way that how that, would he get through waivers? Because if you look at trying to trade him, and nobody wants his contract, which it, it you have to admit, it's a high contract, right? Somebody would take his contract if you say that all I want is a fourth-round pick. And if you're going to say, oh, you can have him for free now, someone's going to take him. Right, and, and then— he, and, He's a lifelong NHL goalie. He's not playing in the AHL. That, this is not, I'm not having this conversation. Okay, well— <laughs> This is a bad hypothetical. Well, it may be a bad hypothetical, but I think it would be a good thing to keep it. Um, so well, Even behind that, we have Landon Bow. Or, or even point, like, I think they're both adequate. Like, they, they could be backups. They won't be great, but, like, it, there's no reason to have a $5 million third goalie. <laughs> so, uh, th- this is a quote uh, from Jay Gottinger and talking about uh, this summer and also where he wants to be in uh, next season. So, uh, and this is quote from straight from Jay Cottinger. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I wanted to be anywhere but Dallas next season. That's my goal. I want to be in Dallas. I want to be a Dallas star and I help the team to make the playoffs next next year. I can't really focus on who is in front of me or the situation with other goalies around me. I have a ton of work to do and I, I'm excited about the summer I have ahead of me. I think if I do all the right things this summer and prepare the way and train the way I know I'm going to, I'll be ready to be a Dallas star next season no matter what. That's the only thing I'm focused on right now. I can't control any of the other situations. Right now I'm focused on this world championships and then after that just getting better and doing everything I can in order to make sure that I'm ready for the Dallas stars next year. So, that sounds like a guy that expects to be in the NHL next season. 
I expect him to be in the NHL next season, so <laughs> I'm with him. Well, uh, just based off of what I what I'm hoping, I hope it doesn't get to the fact that he has to be the number one goaltender next year, and I don't think it will be next season. So to to answer the the big overall question of what we have been trying to answer for the past ten minutes, is Ottinger the number one goaltender for Dallas next season? I say I, no. Maybe. The only situation no. that it would happen is if Bishop is not playing the okay. way that he will be. And I think that Ottinger will get that shot if that happens. Is it likely to happen? No. So, But he's at least number two. He's at, he's at no the very he's least number two. Well, and so... If, if, if I'm Ottinger and I'm playing in the AHL, I want to trade. Like, I'm I'm gonna be stuck in the AHL if they don't let me out. So that that would be crazy. Well, I don't think so. I I think that you know you give it a year, and if he does get put in the AHL, which won't happen, what? Uh, yeah. Then, then I don't think he'll request a trade. I think he'll just expect t- to get it next season. No. But uh, there, but, there's it, no but way that, that's all. That. That's all hypothetical. It's it's. It's not going to happen. We both know that he he's not going to be in the yeah. AHL next season. There's not a chance. Um, but y- you know, now that I'm thinking about it, because something crossed my mind, when when players you know came up to the Stars organization, and I'm thinking like you know Rope Hints and Garyanov specifically, these two guys. So they they made their debut for the Stars, and they did okay. They didn't do too great. And then they got put back down into the AHL just for a period of time. Not for a long time, but just for a period of time. And, and, and you know, for Ottinger, if he does get put down in the AHL, it may be for the whole season. But for for Hintz and for uh, Garyanov, it actually worked out for the best to be put down in the AHL for a period of time because they came back and they were way better than they were before they got put down but for that short AHL But they got put down because stint. they were playing bad. Ottinger is playing like at least a top three rookie goaltender right now. And and that is one that is my big – well, I wouldn't say he's number three. There's a lot more better rookie goaltenders this season. Okay, I know, all right, all right, let's get into this. Okay, now hold no, on, hold no, on, no 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 no, 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 no. No, I'm not talking about this. Yes, 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 okay, okay, because you're wrong. Okay, so here – Here's some goaltenders that I I can name three off the top of my head that have been better than Jake Ottinger this season. Okay, F- number one overall, Alex Nedeljkovic, Carolina goaltender. Did you see him play today? Some of the saves that he made were absolutely freaking insane. And he's in the, and then and then another one I would put out there is uh, Kapo Kakinen with the Minnesota Wild. He's had a, a really good season as well, and then. I think the next goaltender I'd probably put, who is probably, I'd put him ahead of Jake Ottinger a little bit, is Kevin Lankinen for the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, o- over the course of the season, Kevin Lankinen started out better than Jake Ottinger, but towards the end, Jake Ottinger was the better goaltender at the end of the season than Kevin Lankinen. But th- there were a lot of rookie goaltenders this season that played excellent. So... What do you think? You think I'm wrong? I, I, I see that look yeah. on your face. <laughs> yes, you are so wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. Go for it. Okay, out of those. We're literally, go- we're literally having a conversation. Is Ottinger better than Ben Bishop right now? Are you like, and he's not the third best rookie goalie. No, I was being very, very lenient by saying third best. 
I still think Nadokovic and Kakinen are better. But no, that is Andre stupid. is that getting is, up there. That is stupid. He is getting that up there. Dumb. Okay, all right. But bef- before we start, uh, you know, you know, having a, f- can we have a brawl over online? I don't know if that's even possible. Uh, before we get into more of this, uh, let's go to our next uh, topic. Um, so uh, Saad Yusef had a article that he put up on the Athletic uh, that was an interesting take. Um, and you can answer this question or not, but this is what Saad Youssef, uh, is saying, and, and he answers this question. Is missing the playoffs this season ultimately the Stars' best chance of winning the Stanley Cup next season? What's the short answer? Yes or no? The, The short answer is it looks like it. Well, let let's take a look at some of the some of the reasons and you know reasoning behind why he says this. Um, you know, one of the first things is you know would it really be better if the Stars were playing against the Carolina Hurricanes right now? I mean, from what the Preds are doing, yeah. Yeah, but are, <laughs> but are are we we weren't healthy. We weren't healthy. We didn't have a number 1 goaltender. Jake Ottinger was the closest thing to our number 1 goaltender. Uh Hudobin was not playing well this this uh season overall. He had games where he played well, but overall it was not a great season for him. And uh let me just let, let me just read this cuz Saad puts it a lot better than I could. Um so he, he writes, even if the Stars had scored a goal in regulation in Nashville on May 1st, won a few of those overtime losses, and punched their ticket to the playoffs, where they built to outlast Carolina in a seven-game series, and then potentially beat Andre Vasilevsky in the Tampa Bay Lightning in a seven-game set after that, and, and then defeat the highest remaining seed in the semifinals, and then conquer the only other team remaining in the Stanley Cup final, even the most optimistic of hockey fans would look at that and scoff, especially given the below-average seasons produced by other players on the Stars roster. I, I mean, that in a nutshell kind of uh, I, makes me want to agree with Saad and say, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going to play devil's ad- advocate because I, I agree with some of this, but well, not it, all it, of it. It's so. more fun to be devil's advocate, so go for it. So first of all, we don't know that. Like, what were we saying in the bubble playoffs after those terrible round-robin games? That was a very good—that's a very good point. We are saying we are going to lose to the Flames, who sucked. <laughs> and and nobody, nobody, one person had us beating yeah. the Flames. Yeah, one, one person from NHL.com had us beating the Flames when we were the higher seed by a lot and had a way better team in the regular season by a lot. Yeah, we were the third seed, and they were the sixth seed. And you and me predicted we were going to lose in the first round. We both did, yeah. I remember that. So you don't know. <laughs> like, it's hockey. It's crazy. The Kings won being the eighth seed a few years ago. So well, it was the more Blues than a few. Won the, others, the, the Blues won the other season when they were the worst team in hockey halfway through the season. Yeah, back so in January. The, you don't know. It's sports. That's why sports is fun. But I totally get the point. Yes, it's it doesn't sound likely. So the counterpoint to that is also it it makes your franchise look bad. Like the stars are on again, off again with the playoffs every year. What was, 
we've been to the playoffs like four times out of the past twelve years. Okay, well, but like, you you, you have to you have to look at it. Hold as on, funny. I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> Let me make my point, then okay. you can re okay. refute it. I know you were reading my mind, but the people don't. <laughs> so a free agent looking in on the Dallas Stars franchise, they're saying, okay, these guys are in the playoffs and out of the playoffs. They're just a constant bubble team, and we we know that's not true. Like we know that we're a great team and that we've gotten unlucky, but for a hockey player who's just looking from the outside and not digging really deep, like. But he would have somebody. He would have somebody tell him that they you were ravaged. So? No, it, he. Th there would be somebody that would tell. Okay, Jack Eichel. Let's just say Jack Eichel and hope for the best, and say Jack Eichel wants to come <laughs> to Dallas. It won't happen, <laughs> but uh, let's just say that he's like a free agent. Okay, and. You know, he's looking at the stars, and he's thinking about potentially coming to the stars. Obviously, he's up in the Northeast, so he's not paying attention a lot to, you know, Western Western hockey in, in the Western part of the United States or in the Central Division. But someone would tell him, this team is good. It looks it looks deceptive. You they had so? no. You have to They're, look at the injuries they that. had. Jim, you don't yeah, know that. yes, I do. I know hockey players are not stupid, and especially players like Jack Eichel and those free agents that we want to bring to the Stars. If Jack Eichel wants to win a cup and he has the option to go to Dallas for two extra million a year or go to Tampa Bay, where is he gonna go? He's going to go to Tampa Bay okay, every time. Okay, but there is no chance he's going to Tampa Bay. There is Why? A, look at the look at that cap situation that Tampa Bay is cap. in right I'm now. I'm not talking about the cap. I'm talking about the reputation of the teams right now. Okay, the but Stars that's not right now. That's exactly what that you're talking about. No, you Stars you're, reputation, we still have, you know, Monty talking about the culture of mediocrity, it doesn't look like it changed. Just because we missed the playoffs. And there's obviously other things that that are different, but it, it, okay. Tell me, it's not slightly embarrassing to have been the runner-up to the Stanley Cup last season and to this season not even make the playoffs. Tell me, that's not embarrassing I'm, at all. Uh, I agree with you that it it, yeah. it was embarrassing. But you why why would a why would a hockey player put, want to go to a team like that? Because you have to look at the team, what they had, and what they were missing in the during the season. Who were we missing the entire yeah, season? We I know. Just talked I agree. about it. Ben Bishop. He was a Vesna level goaltender two years ago. The and only reason guys, why he can't be in the Vesna conversation every year is just because he can't freaking stay healthy. That's the only guys, reason. And some guys might see that. And others might not. But everyone's gonna see it with Tampa. There's no chance you don't see with Tampa. You're like, yeah, Tampa's a great team. Everybody knows that, even stupid people. So if there's a really good stupid hockey player somehow, they're going to miss us. Okay, r random random tangent. I hate the freaking Tampa Bay Lightning right now and the fact that they're $15 million over the cap. Stupid. Hey, okay, I'm over GM's it. a smart dude. Yeah, Breeze bro. yeah. Yeah, he's, he's pretty smart. Yeah. I'm just gonna hold out my best player for the entire season, you know, just because you know. Kucherov and Stamkos <laughs> just so happen to be healthy for the first game of the season at the exact same time. I know, right? Well, yeah. What a coincidence, man! Yeah, That's man. so lucky. Yeah, so funny. Okay. Those are lucky guys. Okay, so all right, all right. Uh, we kind of got off of that. Uh, all right. But do you understand the point at least? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah, like. As a Dallas Stars fan, not being in the playoffs and being runners-up, it feels bad to me. So imagine how it would look to other other players. 
Yeah, but th- that one that one paragraph in that uh, article really says everything to me because just th- just think about it. Think about it. Think. Stop. Stop. Think about it. Okay. So, Carolina. Are you the probably the best team other than Colorado in the, in the NHL? Right. So okay, you fine. You beat Carolina. Great. Okay. I you, now you have We're to play Tampa Bay. The likelihood of that happening is almost nothing. I understand that. But what does it hurt? We get into the playoffs, we're like, all right, we're probably going to lose to Carolina in four, and then we do. But at the very least, what we get is we say we were in the playoffs again. With a really like, messed up team least, and no, no top-end yeah. players. Yeah. Exactly. So you're in the same spot, but you made the playoffs. But the thing, the, the other thing so is, the is the difference is, is that you get a little bit of extra time for those players who are really hurt. Radulov, Sagan. Those Boxa. guys were Radjov is not coming back. Okay, but but think about it. Okay, let's just say that they do win the first round series against Carolina, and let's also say that they win the second round series against Tampa Bay. Okay, that alone would probably take about three weeks because th- I don't see it, any way that we beat them in four. There's not a chance. At, the, at that point, a conference final appearance is well worth it. Well, that the, would be awesome. I would be so happy with that. But but that's not the goal, Chris. That is not the goal to make the conference finals. That gives those players who are really hurt right now, like I'm thinking specifically Roddick Foxa, who has hurt the entire season. He played almost every single game. And everybody in the star, like all Stars fans, we talked about this, he looked off the entire so, year, and he didn't so play would, well. But so he now, trade... because they didn't make the playoffs, he has an opportunity to get healthier for longer and gets extra time to get to i forget what it was a wrist i think yeah Yeah, it was a wrist wrist. it was a wrist he gets extra time to fix that wrist and just go all in this season like the toronto maple leafs are doing this season so so the two choices are you go to the conference finals or you get okay here let let me lay it out better you went you go to the conference finals and roddick foxa and let's say Tyler Sagan, maybe somehow he gets re-hurt in the in the in this season. And well, he wasn't a hundred percent. Yeah, and who 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 else was injured during the season? Radulov, Bishop. N- no, who who was playing? Who would have been playing in the playoffs? Oh, uh, Hints. Hints. Uh, Haskinen was out a couple of times. Klingberg and was also and Klingberg. So you get those five guys maybe miss. Eight games in the regular season, or you don't make the playoffs at all, and are kind of the laughing stock of the NHL, and you get okay. Eight more no, that we are that that is way too far. Laughing stock, okay. It's, it's Buffalo. No Buffalo, absolutely freaking no Buffalo. They're not supposed to be good. Buffalo didn't go to the Stanley Cup final last year. Okay, but they were also expected to be better, and, and there were no expectations for Buffalo. <laughs> and somehow, they they sucked even more than last season. <laughs> they weren't expected to make the playoffs in the division of death. But, but but the trade for having eight extra regular season games with the with I don't think it's it. worth it. I don't think it's worth it, no. Or a conference finals appearance? And I, I, I completely agree with you on that first point. You know, you make the playoffs, you have no idea what's going to happen. And you're right. Look at the Carolina-Nashville series. We thought that Carolina was going to run away with this series after winning the first two games. And Nashville has proven to be resilient, at least in their own building. And now it's tied 2-2. 
but at the same time, are, are we able with the with all the injuries that we had to get all the way to the finals? And let's just say that we have to play no, Colorado. No, but that's not my point. My point is that we look like we at least had a decent season. Well, I don't care about a. De- I don't care about a decent season. Free agents care about a decent season, not uh, us. Free agents do. If we want players to come play for us, we need to be showing that we're a good hockey team. But and we that don't can go need. And win the cup. We don't need free agents. Do we? Anybody? It, no. Get to resign for less because we'll go win a cup. That all that stuff correlates. If you're going to a bet, why do you think Toronto always ha- always gets such great signings? Because it's Toronto. No, that's, that's only- not true. That, How is that not lo- okay, only? look at the sign. Okay, People we're gonna get into massive <laughs> pay cuts to go to Toronto. We're we're gonna get into something that's not star stuff. Okay, anyway, Toronto, absolutely not true. Okay, look at their top four players. Okay, that make forty million dollars each. Okay, those guys did not take a discount to be in Toronto. Oh, are you kidding me? Yes, Tavares. How much what? does he make? Oh my god, Tavares. How does how much does he make, Chris? Eleven million dollars. How much does Mitch Marner make? Ten and a half million dollars. How much does Austin Matthews make? Not only Nothing. does he not only does he make over ten million dollars, but he got a five year contract when he signed it, and that puts him all the way to unrestricted free agency. So don't tell me that crap. The Those only guys reason get paid so much more than that. That's ridiculous. No, that's not true. The, if they want, if they really wanted to build a a team and go out and get more players. I just think that's the brilliance of Kyle Dubas. He got went out. Are you? And got, going, oh my god! Yes. He, Are you kidding Ky- me? <laughs> yes. What a stupid argument. No, Kyle so Dubas. Kyle Dubas got really good because he went out and found some bargain signings and Joe Thornton, Jason Spezza. Uh, oh yeah. Wayne just so Simmons. happened to be bargains. I don't know why they were bargains. He's just really good 000. negotiator, I guess. I think he's just a good 000. negotiator. No, just a good negotiator, I guess. Has he, nothing he to do with the Maple He created a good Leaf. team. Okay, we're getting off of this. Okay, all right. Anyways, you're wrong. You suck. You're stupid. Shut up, Chris. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's. We're running out of time here, so let's get to our our our. We're gonna skip that third bullet, Chris. Wait, wait but, but real quick. Okay. The, go the ahead. thing I the thing I did agree with it, it. If you say missing the playoffs isn't like having all those players hurt. This will be good for us in the long run because we would have no idea about Ottinger. We would have no idea about Robertson. Hints. About hints. About he took a huge step. Uh, about Pavelski playing better again. Holy crap! Thirty-seven-year-old yeah. player. Yeah. So I think overall this is a good thing. I think the exact point that is being made in this article is incorrect. I think making the playoffs with the same guys that we have right now would have would have helped at least a little bit. Okay, we can move on now. Okay. All right. Okay, door is shut. Okay. All right. Uh, our last uh, Stars topic that we want to talk about before we get to some of the current playoff stuff. Um, it is – and what I was taking a look at was how teams in the playoffs are built. Okay. So when you look at the top teams in the NHL, they have offensive elite players. Okay. Most of them. Now, well, some of the exceptions I would point out, is, you know, like, uh, I don't know, uh, New York, New York Islanders, okay? Yes, Matthew Barzell is a great offensive player, okay? But that's not what he's known for. Or that's not what New York is known for, right? New York is known for their what? For their defensive style of the game, just like the Stars. 
very similar style of play. Okay, but when you look at the teams that are winning the winning the cup, they have all of those things plus offensive elite players, and I think that's the thing that the Stars are missing right now. So I think it's more here's so my more offense. I think the Stars and the Islanders are the two best defenses in the league. Right, like, and over the past five years, and the the offensive teams are still beating them just because that's the way hockey is being played right now. Right, and I completely agree with that, hundred percent. Okay, but my question is 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 this what the Stars are missing to win the ultimate prize of the Stanley Cup? And if that is the case, if that is what they're missing, it's just a couple of elite players. Because we used to have that with Sagan and Ben. And then we went to a defensive style. And then that kind of went downhill, partially just because Sagan and well, Ben are getting older. But yeah, There's some, there's some but arguments then, between the cause and effect. Right, right, okay. But, but – it, if the answer to that question is yes, and w- well, first off, it, what is the answer to that question? Yes or no? I mean, yeah. Okay. I think so. so. If that's the answer to the question is yes, just and that's there, we could have a lot of arguments and stuff about that. But what players would who would those players be for the stars? And uh, are, are there's we a, talking short term or are we talking long term? I'm talking about right now. Because if we're talking about with this core right now, next season, who are the uh, the quote unquote like you know how the potential in NHL twenty one they have like top yeah, six and all yeah, that in the elite? Okay, who are those elite players for the Stars? If if you had to list them in NHL twenty two, who would be like one or two players for the Stars who would be that elite potential? Well, the elite potential right now is Hintz, Gurionov, and Hasekinen. So those are the guys, guys I think who have the best potential to do it. And now, uh, and I'm specifically talking offensively because that's what yeah. obviously what the Stars I, need. It's not defense think, that the Stars need. Yeah, we, we need offense. Could be as big of an offensive threat as Eric Carlson was in his heyday. Hundred so percent agree. Haskinen is definitely on that list. Agree. So and the reason that they're the best chance is because they haven't really lived up to it yet, but we, we can see that they could, that they can, and they could. Uh, and then after that, it's pretty much Sagan, Ben, Radulov, Pavelski, pretty much in whatever order you want. But that's just that's just hoping that they decide to play good hockey again, which from last season, it looks like it's not going to happen. Not from Sagan and Radulov, obviously, they didn't play. But for, from Ben and F- Pavelski, they're not going to be able to be super st- – Pavelski had a great season, but he didn't have a, a Connor McDavid season or a Patrick Kane season or <laughs> anything like that. And, and that's okay, kind of what we're talking about. That's not really fair <laughs> to compare Pavelski and Connor McDavid. <laughs> okay, pa- Patrick Kane or Mitch Marner or uh, okay, whatever. That, okay, he's yeah, not okay. An, he's not an elite <laughs> forward. He's a, he's a good forward on a defensive hockey team. He's right. not going to be an, an elite forward. Okay, so for the, in order for the Stars to be 100% successful and have those uh, elite players – I think what we need it to be, and I am 100% counting on this, Rope Hintz has to have a monster season next year. And I think he could be. I think he could be a 30-goal scorer for the Stars that next season. Yeah, um, I think that's the likeliest as well. And then he's, he's obviously the most likely, and, and I don't see how he couldn't based off of the season he had. He was hurt most of the season with a nagging injury. And he was still a point per game player, or very close to it. I don't have the stats in front of me, but we would have to—I'd have to look that up. But, and then my my other thing is, is that 
I mean, who who's your who would be your second player that you would expect to be that uh, elite player? Gurianov. Really? Definitely. I mean, he didn't have a great season this year. Sophomore like, slump. We're just gonna yeah. attribute that to a sophomore slump. Hopefully, yeah, everyone has a sophomore slump. He, he he was like taken away from his his office on the power play that we saw in that we saw in the playoffs so much, which I don't really understand. It, it, he lost it confidence. Like, it looked like he lost confidence, and I, I feel like he has all those skills to be an amazing power forward, and he he could still completely and totally be that, and he might just blow up next season. You just don't know. And, and, and what we're talking about with with these forwards blowing up, this is the way that we become like the best team in the NHL. Like if one of these players like rises to be one of the top ten or twenty forwards, like Dallas is instantly like a favorite for the cup if this happens. Like even without that, I think they're still a contender at least. Even before Gary Onoff, I would say Jason Robertson. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the fence about that a little bit, but just based off of what we've seen, and Gary Onoff is not a two-way player. He is a sniper through and through. He does not play on the penalty kill. Yeah, and I mean, and you know is Jason Connor McDavid a two-way player? Not really. <laughs> not really. But but he also scores points to make up for that. So that that's not exactly fair. But the I just think for this team to be incredibly successful, those two guys have to take their chemistry to the next level. And those two well, guys together. To, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And they have to be given chemistry too. And I think Gurianov needs to be put back on that line as well. Like if you're if you're saying those three guys are gonna be the future of the team, which it obviously looks like it is, like why are they not playing together? I feel like it's kind of silly because they because they get, they may not have the same chemistry together. That's that gonna get to. me back into the whole thing arguments about me not liking the way Bones coaches. So I'm just gonna ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have we talked about that? <laughs> Several times. Okay. Anyways, all right. Um. So those are my two picks. I, I think that they that both Robertson. And Rope Hints have to have monster seasons next year in order for the Stars to be super successful. Because I don't think we're going to go out and get a big, big time forward in free agency. We just, one, we don't have the cap space. Yeah. And two, there's too many important players that we need to sign. Well, technically, we have a ton of cap space right now, but it's about to all be gone. Well, I mean, we got some players to re sign. What? <laughs> Haskinen's going to take up half of that, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> have you seen the projected numbers for him? You know, we were talking like, you know, seven, eight million and the projected cap of what I've seen from a lot of people, they they did like these models and math stuff and, you know, stuff I don't understand or care about. But the the number that they got to was basically eight and a half, eight for eight years. That would take up half of that cap right there. So I mean we'll have to hope that the intangibles of us having a good team next year will keep him around and may, maybe lower his cap I, hit a little bit. I think those models are flawed from the uh, the Corona stuff as well. Like if Cap grew at the same pace, I think that would be close to it. But I, I think that's going to be a little bit off. All right, uh, lots of good talk, Chris. Even though you're wrong about most of it. Okay, um, we don't have a ton of time to talk about this, but let's talk about some of the current playoff situations. We got about four minutes to go. Okay. Um, All so right, well, first I want to say I'm a genius, and everything I've picked has been correct so far. <laughs> One of the things that I've noticed is that the number three seeds, uh, except for Minnesota, have actually done really well. 
which I also predicted because Minnesota sucks. Yeah, uh, I thought that would be a more fun series than it has been, and it has not been very fun for Minnesota. So they had a great season, but uh, yeah, you and James both. I don't know what's up with y'all. Like, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't sucks. know. I don't know. Either, I don't, but I like the season. He's the whole fun to watch. He's no, fun. He's a no. He's annoying. He, nah. He. I mean, I we kind of have to hate him just because he's going to take the Calder him. Cup move, move from Robert. Keep, keep going. <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay. So the the two series I wanted to point out real quick is the Panthers look like they're going to start Spencer Knight for Game Five. This is their third goaltender they're they're, they're going to be starting in this series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I disagree with the decision, but I understand why they're doing it because Drieger and Bobrovsky both have not looked fantastic. Um, the second thing I wanted to point out, we kind of already hinted at it, was Nashville and Carolina. Home ice has been very important in that series. It is now tied 2-2 going into Game 5, a pivotal Game 5 in Carolina. So that's going to be very important. That might be why it's so fun because the stadiums are packed. It's so cool. Yeah, that it. I got goosebumps watching the, Carol, the, the Game 1 Carolina. Yeah, I uh, literally got chills. Yeah, I got chills. I did as well. All right, and then, um, you know, I wanted to spend more time on this uh, this particular topic. Uh, but what did you think of the Nazem Kadri eight-game suspension? Uh, was that warranted? Is that too much? Was it too that little? That was very warranted. I mean, playoff games are are at least worth double regular season games, and that was a disgusting hit. He totally went straight for his head. He did nothing to get out of the way. It was gross. Like, yeah. Well, totally. And, and, those, are- and those are the kind of hits that the NHL are trying to get out of the game, and and it's unfortunate that, that it happened. And uh, he needs to be on, like, a big red watch list for like the next five to ten seasons because that hit was just it it was disgusting like that was one of the worst hits i've seen in a while it was it was really disgusting well i i watched the uh the hockey guy video he does a he does a review of every playoff game and after that game the the one thing he said was uh you know kyle dubas is watching that game now and saying that's exactly why i traded him from toronto uh Nah, it's because of the stupid hits like that, and he he hurts himself doing that. So, um, it was it was gross. It was disgusting. He now, uh, breaking news today was that he is appealing that suspension, which and means he gets to play. No, I don't. Does it? I think it means he gets to play. Okay, maybe maybe that's true. Okay, I I, I don't know how that works. Uh, I'll have to look it up. But, um, I think the eight game suspension is completely warranted, even based off of uh you know, past seasons, and he hasn't been able to get away from that. Last season, he, he did a good job in, in his first season in Colorado and staying away from stuff like that, but he's right back to it. So um, I hope he's, he spends the whole eight games being out of the playoffs, which, I mean, it, it doesn't look okay, like Colorado really needs him. The player will remain as, will remain suspended pending appeal, Okay, apparently. Okay. All right, and then the last thing I want to mention before we get off here, we got about a minute. Um, that that scary injury situation with John Tavares in uh in Game One against Montreal that was very scary to watch. Yeah, uh, that was just that was just a sucky hockey situation. It's gonna happen when you have a bunch of guys on the ice. Oh, and, and of course it has to be Corey Perry, right? I mean, yeah. Corey Perry well, I, is not the same player he was, but it and he and he dropped the gloves, you know, afterwards just because he had to. Uh, I don't think the Toronto blamed him for it. He was falling down. Yeah, but it, well, it was just it was everybody just on the ice understood situation. the situation. They fought, and which is was what needs to happen. I mean, I thought they handled the situation the best it could. It just it just sucks that it happened. It's just sad. All right, that's gonna do it for us tonight, guys. Uh, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Uh, this has been 
Ryan and Zach on Starcastic Remarks. Make Zach. Sh- oh, Zach. Chris. Sorry, Chris. I love you. Sorry. Just play this song. Hey. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a good evening. Follow us on all our Twitter stuff. Have a good evening.